money, deals, tribal knowledge, resources, training, coaching, partnering. We are Texas's largest real estate investor association at texasstarterkit.com. My name is Shanoa Grove. Welcome to the show. And as we go through the presentation today, I also want to give you an idea of where we are in the marketplace. So one of the things that I started to do in roughly 2008 as part of Texas RIAs was I started to give a market update every single time that we got together. Before I was only giving it about once every six months because the market wasn't changing that much. But in 2008, the market was changing dramatically and it was <clears throat> very scary for everyone, real estate investors included, right? So I started to do a market update every single time that we got together, just because I wanted to know for my own personal investing, right, where the market was going, because the best way for us to know where the market is going is to look back to see where the market has gone, right? And if you think about Wayne Gretzky, and I only know one of his quotes, but I love this one because it specifically applies to real estate and real estate investing. He says, I don't skate to where the puck is. I skate to where the puck is going to be. And I skate there really, really fast. So as real estate investors, we need to know where that puck is going to be. We need to know that the, the direction of that puck, we need to know what the market up impacts of that puck is going to be right is it going to be smooth smooth ice or is it going to be a bumpy road like what are we looking at and the best way to understand that is to understand where we were just over the last um, few months understand where we were versus this time last year and especially in this market where we're kind of in a little bit of an upside down market where we were not just this time last year which is kind of an unfair comparison and i'll share with you guys why that is but also know where we were in the market uh, even two years ago. But I will tell you that this year will be the best year that we've ever had as real estate investors for all of Texas. Now, Dallas is having a little bit of a bumpier ride than some of the other markets that are out there. But let me tell you, no one is crying for Dallas. Why is that? Because even though the sales are down just a tiny little bit versus where we were last year, these sales are still as strong as they possibly could be given the market and given the inventory situation that we have right now. So the full year forecast, and this is for all of Texas. Uh, so I'll, I'll go through Texas first, and then I'll break down each of the large individual markets as we go through as well. But the full year forecast for uh, sales uh, for all of Texas is expected to uh, have an increase of sales year over year, somewhere between 10 to 15%, depending on which market you are in. And the 2021 year over year sales uh, price is expected to be up 25% year over year versus 2020. Why do you think we're seeing such a big increase in the number of sales? Everyone's moving here, yeah? And why do you think we're seeing such a big increase in the year over year price? Shortage of inventory, shortage of inventory. It's a basic law of economics, specifically supply and demand, right? As our, as our demand goes up was because everyone's moving here and our supply goes down because we haven't had enough developers and builders doing their job. 
<laughs> right, which is to build houses, uh, then we find our we found ourselves in a situation where we have a very low uh, amount of inventory. But that very low amount of inventory has created incredible opportunities as we watch those values go up over time. So uh, we're uh, going to look at the October results from 2021. So for Texas, the average price was $376,000 last month, which uh, had it up at 14% versus where it was in October of 2020. Uh, closed sales last month in Texas were down. They were down 6%. So we've seen a couple of down months, uh, but I'll explain why that is before anyone kind of looks looks at you know the person that they came here with and say, says, well, I guess it's over. Like, <laughs> let's go. I'm going to explain to you this phenomenon why this is happening right now. And uh, if you look at our year-to-date sales uh, versus last year, year-to-date sales are up. So January through October of 2021 versus January through October of 2020, year-to-date sales are up seven percent for all of Texas, and the average price is up 19 percent year over year. I'm going to break down uh, Houston, uh, San Antonio and Austin, then I'm going to uh, do save Dallas for last. So you guys can uh, see how the other markets are performing as well. In Houston, the average sales price last month was up 13% at 378,000. Closed sales were down 5%. Houston has been um, really just holding, uh, holding the rest of Texas up in terms of the uh, sales volume. As you can see, their year-to-date sales were actually up 13% versus where we were the same time last year. And their pending sales, which is up at that uh, top right-hand corner there, up 8%. Pending sales are our closest leading indicator of what closed sales will be next month. So pending sales being up 8% bodes well for as we finish out uh, and get all the numbers for uh, the month of November as we go through. The year-to-date average price in Houston was up 16% versus where we were the same time last year. In Austin, I'm sorry, in San Antonio, the sales price was up to 356000 which was a 16% increase versus where we were last year. Sales were down 5%, and our pending sales are flat, which means we'll have a, a good month as we finish out November and finish out putting all the numbers together for November. Uh, but uh, it'll be about flat versus where we were the same time last year. Year-to-date sales in San Antonio are up 6%, and year-to-date average price is up 16% versus where we were the same time last year. In Austin, the average price was 565000 up 21% year-over-year. Closed sales were down. They were down 5% versus where we were last year. Pending sales are also down, down 1.4%. Total active listings are flat at just under 3,500 active listings. If you'll notice in Austin, they have a one month supply of inventory. So some of you guys are definitely familiar with the concept of days on market. So days on market is the indicator of how long it takes for a property to go under contract. So I want to, I want to differentiate between days to sell versus days to go under contract. So the MLSs typically report days to go under contract because some houses that are cash close in two or three weeks versus some houses that have financing, FHA financing, might not close for six to seven or more weeks, right? But if you look at the months of inventory in Austin, you'll notice there's a one month supply of inventory. And you may be saying, well, what does that mean? I know what days on market means. What does this one month supply of inventory means? That means if we stopped listing houses today, right? Based on the current inventory that we have in Austin right now, 
And based on the current buyer demand that we've had over the last year, in exactly one month, we would be completely out of an inventory of houses for sale. Some people may say, okay, that's great. Well, what's the big deal there? Well, the big deal here is that the average for all of Texas, including Austin, is about a six month supply of inventory. So going back in the time machine to 2008, 2009, 2000, well, really 2010, in 2010, there was about a nine month supply of inventory in Austin. What do you think was happening with prices at that point, right? So as inventory is up and, and demand is low, sometimes that means prices go down. Austin was basically flat for about three years. And so was Dallas uh, went down for um, maybe one or two years, but it only went down just a very tiny little few percent. Uh, but year to date sales in Austin up 4%. It could not go up more than 4% when you have a one month supply of inventory, right? If there were more homes to sell in any of these markets in Texas, do you think they would be selling more? The answer is yes. Uh, year to date average price is up 31% versus where it was last year. And then we'll finish on Dallas. So last month, the average price was up 15% to 415,000. Closed sales, uh, this Dallas had the biggest dip in closed sales year over year, down 9% with a 1.5 month supply of inventory. Pending sales are down, they're down 2% versus where we were last year, but that number uh, at almost 11,000 pending sales, guys, is bodes for a huge November as we start to uh, round out November. And it's what's interesting too is no, November is typically has typically fewer sales than December does. Why is that? Because everyone wants to get in the house before Christmas and or before the new year starts. So a lot of times you'll see a jump up in, De in December versus November. Um, so even though right now the year to date sales in Dallas and Fort Worth, and this really captures the entire 54 county North Texas area, right now the year to date sales are down 1%. There's still a, a chance, right, that, that Dallas could pull out a win versus uh, 2020. Uh, but Dallas right now is the only market where the year-to-date sales are down. But no one's crying for Dallas because the average price is up 21% uh, versus uh, where we were through January through October uh, the same time last year. So before any of you guys say it's over, uh, <laughs> this I, I guess I waited too long, right? I'm going to go back to the drawing board. I want to really dig in and explain why those numbers are down versus where we were the same time last year and um, understand why uh, the, the, over the last few months we've seen year-to-date sales numbers being down and why the year-to-date sales are still higher in, uh, overall for Texas, but it's starting to slow, meaning it's starting to give back some of those points that were hard-earned during the summer months uh, and the beginning part of the year of 2021. So after lockdowns were listed in, uh, lifted in 2020, everyone said, I want to do what? I want to go and buy a house. Like now would be a wonderful time to be able to do that. And uh, what happened is in, in roughly June of 2020, a buying frenzy started that would, in a normal market cycle, right? We see January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, no man's land, right? So that's what a typical market distribution curve looks like. Last year's distribution curve looked like January, February, March, April, May, you can't even see what I'm doing. I think going down, right, versus last year. And then it was a blowout for the entire rest of the year. So that normal distribution curve where sales start to go down in August, 
did not happen in 2020. So that's why at the end of this year, we've been giving back some of those, you know, ground, some of the ground that we made in 2021 for the first half of the year. Now, uh, 2021's sales curve is looking more like what I would call a normal year in terms of its distribution curve. Uh, uh, and I think it's a it's a better idea, especially as we uh, round out and finish out 2021, to really compare it to what it looked like in 2019. So I went back and I pulled all those 2019 numbers so you guys can say, okay, I guess it's not over. We can stay, okay? Uh, so October uh, year-to-date sales, uh, we had 348,000 properties that closed uh, through October of 2021 versus through October of 2019, we had 302,000. So that was a 15% increase. The average sales price also still is still very impressive 2021 versus 2020. Um, even more impressive when you look at the 370,000 uh, 2021 versus the 291,000 in uh, 2019. So how many of you guys have owned property for more than the last five years? It feels good. Yeah. Yeah. How many of you guys are getting your tax bill and say, what? Uh, how many of you guys are crying a little bit because of that? Let me, let me tell you, I took a poll and nobody feels sorry for you. Okay. No one feels sorry for you. Right. Cause those values are going up. People are refinancing some cases, uh, a cash out refi to be able to take some money out to do, uh, hopefully, uh, invest in appreciating assets, not depreciating assets. Uh, but that's been a beautiful, um, occurrence just even uh, since uh, 2019. And again, that being said, uh, the year-to-date numbers are still up 7% uh, versus where we were in 2020. So again, uh, more of the story is all is good. We can all we can all rest and, and, and feel fine about that. So I uh, wanted to be able to share that with you. So that is our market update. Uh, we try to give not just the data, but also the insight behind the data. Again, because we don't just want to know where the puck is, but we want to know why the puck is where it is and where it's going. So I hope that helps you guys as you're considering and really understanding the market. I, I think it is, and, and this is the left brainer in me uh, that's talking, but I think it's really key to understand where the market is, where the market is going, what strategies you use as a real estate investor based on that in order to be successful. Because if you're, because I, I've seen investors come in at, at different parts of the market and just get strategies that work in those parts of the market and ignore all the rest. And then the market comes and does what? Everybody has a plan until you get punched in the face, right? So I don't wanna see any of you guys get punched in the face. I want you to be strategically agnostic so that you can maneuver again, no matter what the market hands out to you guys. So that is the uh, market update for today. And also I want to do a special announcement as uh, we round up my part of uh, the presentation tonight. And then I'll bring up my husband so you guys will get to know a little bit about him and understand uh, some of our investing philosophy that has allowed us to not have to update our resume since 2003. And that is this. So as the last uh, two years has really given us an opportunity to rethink um, our business has really given us an opportunity to rethink our lives, has really given, and I'm sure that's the case for all of you, uh, and has also given us an opportunity to rethink how we help people as part of the Real Estate Investor Association. So the way that a typical Real Estate Investor Association is organized, and the way that we organize our Real Estate Investor Association was, hey, we meet every month, 
come back every month. We go through about three, three and a half hours of tribal knowledge. So in about somewhere between one to three years, you'll have everything that you need to know to be a successful real estate investor. Pretty efficient, huh? No, terrible. What were we thinking? So we were following, you know, the cognitive bias right there, right? Was, well, this is the, this is the Real Estate Investor Association model. Follow this model. And over the last two years, we had an opportunity to rethink that. And basically what we said is, I don't think anybody in here wants to get started between one and three years. I think all of you guys want to, I think all of you guys are thinking, well, now tonight is good, right? So, uh, well, we're not going to do an all night lock-in uh, tonight, but we do have some special real estate investor training set up for you all so that you can get the knowledge faster uh, to number one, not make mistakes uh, because Warren Buffett's my favorite rule of investing is his rule number one, which is what? Don't never lose money. And his number two rule, see rule number one. That's right. So we want to make sure that first you don't make mistakes. People always come to me and say, Shnoa, you're, you're a founder of Texas Rhea. It's like, show me how to make some money. So, well, that's, that is my job. And I, and I love to do my job, but hey, let's make sure we get educated so we don't lose money, first of all, right? So it's, it's all about that due diligence, that understanding. And uh, as part of that, one of the things we're able to do as part of Texas Rhea is, is to bring you a workshop. So we've got a three-day workshop planned for you guys, and it's uh, an all-weekend lock-in, I guess I'll say, where we'll talk about the 12 strategies that we've been using over the last almost two decades to not have to update our resume. We're also going to talk about being able to find off-market deals. So what does this look like? Um, are your deals on the MLS? No. Let, let me tell you, uh, last month, the list price to sales price ratio in Texas was 101%. So let me ask the question again, is your deal on the MLS? Uh, not unless you want to lose money, right? So that means if your house was, if a house was listed for a hundred thousand, there's no such beast right now, but just kind of follow the example. If it was listed for a hundred thousand. It sold for 101,000, right? Your deal is not on the MLS but your deal is in 65 other places. So we'll share with you, and as Phil comes up tonight to do his part of the presentation, he's gonna share with you where many of those 65 different places are, and then we'll go into even more details we get together for our workshop. We're also gonna give you what we call the exactly what to say for the real estate investor. So I told you guys that I am a left-brainer. I told you guys my husband is a left-brainer. And what that, how, how that can benefit you guys, right, is every single seller that we've talked to, we've done what? We've documented the conversation. We've documented both what works and what doesn't work. We've documented all the objections. We have experimented with the different rebuttals to those objections until we've gotten it perfected, right? That's what left-brainers do. They're a little neurotic about that kind of stuff and figuring those things out, but that's, uh, that's what we've done in our business. We're also going to introduce you to several other real estate investors that many of the investors get to partner with. I told you that uh, part of my uh, Thanksgiving break, we got to spend some time with some other investors that we invest with, and uh, we got to meet up in Costa Rica and do some masterminding over the course of this past weekend. Uh, we'll also talk about access to funding. So a lot of people have already shared, like, I'm, I'm a little nervous. Like, how do I get the funding for these deals? And even if you have money, that money runs out really quickly as a real estate investor, right? Because real estate investing is the most capital expensive business that there is out there. So we're going to share with you those different ways that you can get access to funding. 
and we're going to help it be uh, an experiential learning experience. So what that's going to look like is as part of the Real Estate Investor Association before, what we would do is we'd all get in a bus and we'd do a property tour. And what that looked like is we'd get in a bus around, you know, 3.30 and we'd do training in the morning, get in a bus around 3.30 in the afternoon, which means we would sit in traffic for about two hours, right? And then we'd get to go and see, you know, one or two houses and then everyone would be exhausted when, when uh, you got back. So what we're doing now, again, uh, the obstacle is the way uh, we're bringing the property bus tour to you guys so you can sit in the comfort of your chair and not be in traffic and be able to see multiple projects that we're invested in or other members of Texas REAs are inv is invested in. And we're doing this class both live and online. So I know some of you guys can make it to a live meeting. So I want to applaud all of you guys for being out here today, tonight uh, with us. But some of you guys uh, may not be able to come uh, in person. So we're doing it both uh, live and online. And then we're also, um, because it's been such a crazy year, we're doing it for free. Hold your applause, it's really no big deal. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Some of the, some I can tell who my procrastinators are in the back because they're like, I'll clap tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's free. Uh, so why are we doing it for free? So uh, we used to charge um, and uh, um, March of last year kind of changed that, right? So we were able to do everything on Zoom. Um, this year we are continuing not to charge. So we, at some point we're going to go back to charging for our regular membership. We're gonna go back to charging for this. Uh, but I, we kind of felt like um, my, my rule, when, when I, I, I set this rule out and, I'm, and I might be kind of kicking myself for it, but I basically said, as long as people are still wearing masks, we're going to do this for free. I didn't know that people were going to be wearing masks for almost two years. <laughs> but at some point, I think we're not going to be wearing those. So that's the point where I've said, I've told Phil that we're not going to do it for free anymore. But I want to go ahead and give you the dates too. So uh, we'd love to make you educated this year. You've got a shot at that this year. So we're doing a Texas-wide online-only class, December 17, 18, and 19. So this one's just online. We're doing a live class in Dallas on January 7th, 8th, and 9th. It's both live and online. So we've got the technology uh, to be able to do that. And for those of you guys who uh, can uh, be in Houston or have family, relatives in Houston or any of these cities, right? Uh, we're doing another class uh, because we wanna make it a blowout 2022, January 14, 15, and 16. So you guys can get there by going to texasstarterkit.com. So some of you guys may be familiar at this point with the concept of QR codes. So for those of you who are, you can pull out your camera, you can take a picture of it. It's gonna pull up your uh, Safari or your internet browser. Uh, if you uh, don't know how to do that yet, no worries. Just pull up your internet browser and just go to texasstarterkit.com. We're going to ask you a couple questions just to figure out where you are in your investing right now and ultimately where you go. Uh, so one of the things we've been doing as part of the Real Estate Investor Association is helping you guys build your blueprint. And uh, because we are left-brainers, uh, you know, engineering, MBA background, we're able to do that just by asking you a few very specific questions, right? Think of it as a personality test for a real estate investor to be able to help build out your plan. So after you fill out that form, we're gonna actually email you a plan. 
We'll also ask you which uh, event you want to sign up for, what training you want to sign up for so that we know what to RSVP you for. And then uh, we'll ask you if you guys uh, would be willing to help us build our online presence and join our Texas RIAs Facebook page. Uh, this is where you'll have an opportunity to network with other real estate investors, be part of a larger tribe, which is this group. We've got about, um, uh, since we've been really working on growing that, we've uh, uh, got thousands and thousands of members on there. So it's a great uh, place to be part of uh, uh, the Texas marketplace for, for doing that. So love to have you guys there. Again, uh, just uh, go ahead and fill out that form. Uh, we have a couple little bonuses uh, for you tonight as you fill out that form. So I'll let my husband, Phil, share those with you as he starts his presentation. So I uh, just want to thank you all for uh, having me here as we go through the presentation tonight. I hope uh, what you learned was something that you can put into place in your own business in the same way that uh, this was something that we've been able to put into place in our business, everything that we've learned uh, joining that first Real Estate Investor Association we would not be where we were to, are today if it were not for that walking into that first investor association. It was there that we got the tribe. It was there that we got the contacts, the contracts, and the contractors, right, that made us successful. And uh, continuing to do this, even though we're in a position in life in terms of income, in terms of wealth, where we don't have to, we do feel still we do still feel the need to be able to pay it back to be able to pay it forward texas's largest real estate investor association at texasstarterkit.com if you like today's episode please subscribe comment share with other investors or join us directly at texasstarterkit.com